Don't you love hearing Kingdom Speak talk about money? That's why you tuned in today, right? You saw the title and you're like, oh yeah, this is going to be good. This may be the episode where you say, you know what? Them guys are off the rails. Who knows? (laughs) We'll leave that up to the host. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Welcome back, everyone. Happy Friday. That bumper music. You know, there was like a, a member of the audience that I was worried about because we hadn't heard from him in a while. Yeah. And lo and behold, he shows up in the comments. Oh. And he says this. This would be <clears throat> Brother so, Bill. What this, is? this would be Brother Bill, my friend. And, you know, this will be the review for today. I have two reviews to read today, and this is, this is going to be good. So he says this. Excellent podcast. Brother Derek probably needs to listen to this one. I'm sure he missed some key points while texting. Hmm. Oh. Well, we'll say amen to Brother I Bill. I like <laughs> it. Amen. Oh, Hold them accountable. Hallelujah. You know, um, he, he sent me a, a, a private message with, mm-hmm. number one, some a great suggestion for guest on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And then he said, that he wanted to come to Plast Rock on vacation. Mm-hmm. So if he comes, we must have him on the show <laughs> so that we can have the uh, proprietor of BillsBumperMusic.com yeah. live. It's not often you hear people put Plast Rock and vacation in the same <laughs> sentence. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. So yeah. we're just we're trying to sweeten the gig. Yeah. If he comes, we got to have him sitting in the seat. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Playing his own live so music. Thank you, Bill. Thank you for tuning yes. in. Um, thank you for chiming in. And yeah, you'll be especially uh, rewarded today to know that I'm reading all of our scriptures and notes off my phone during the episode. <clears throat> so um, let that be a blessing to you. Is that a decoy? And to everyone. Um, That's a decoy. Yeah. Have you, have you heard that? No. They said that if you're driving down the road and you see an adult and a child with you know, a car pulled over on the side of the road, and and they're walking into the woods. They said that the child is a decoy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you're on your phone reading scriptures, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. Well, so so a good talking. thing a good thing happened to me. Yeah, I had a birthday. That wasn't necessarily the good thing, but. Because of my birthday, mm-hmm. we had, had had a friend of mine mm-hmm. send me a parcel, and he he asked me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I forget where I was, but I wasn't home anyway. I was traveling, and he sent me a message. Did you get my parcel? I said I haven't been. He sent me beans. Well, coffee beans for my birthday. Hallelujah. Pastor Patrick Garrett. Now, they have a brewing company called Brew 38. Mm-hmm. And bro, now, first of all, Brother Garrett, I have to apologize. 
these guys didn't get any. Uh, no, we didn't. Yeah, I was. But it wasn't their birthday. I. Yeah, that's right. Maybe you can next time split the package up into give and you shall receive. Yeah, <clears throat> I won't tell you. It was a great, great blend. So I wanted to give them a huge shout out. Brew thirty eight. Brew thirty eight. Look them up. Look them up. Mm-hmm. Support them. Support them. Great hey, coffee. If you wanted to send a couple more packages for me and nah. the host to try if them out, we could. Then would you guys drink it on the show? Uh, yes. Absolutely. See, I think he yes. was hoping that we would do that. Yes. And I apologize, the, the, but it's just kind of hard to drink it. If you, you guys don't let me talk, it. when the host, <laughs> bam, we could do that. Maybe the next time he goes fishing, we'll have a coffee episode. Ah, <laughs> there is another one of those trips coming up. The way it worked Woo! out, we weren't record. The, the, the schedules oh, didn't synchronize. Oh, here come the excuses. Here comes I'm the, out of coffee. Here comes yeah. the decoy. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm out of coffee. So just huge shout out to them. Mm. Uh, look them up. It was excellent mm. coffee. Yes. So... And I'm without coffee on the show, so this is going to be. We're already off to a rough start. A rough start. This is going to be a rough episode in general. It is. Um, it is. Yeah, like I said in the intro, we may, we may attract attention of people who are just here to hear us talk about this particular topic and say, "Yeah, those guys are." Whoa, whoa! Did you hear what Kingdom Speak is saying about money? And you know, wow. What are we going to be talking about? You're making. The- you're making me nervous with your setup here. Well, to be fair to our audience, they haven't heard you preach at home about this topic, but you've been preaching and guests coming in have been preaching about this. And we were talking about what to record today. And it's like, yeah, we need to talk about this. Wouldn't you agree, producer? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. It's the kind of thing that I know from sitting in the audience during these types of messages you can hear people's brains recalibrating <laughs> as you're preaching. Mm. Um, yeah, just I thought it was like, you know, we need to talk about this stuff. That's the whole point of the podcast is to bring those topics out, uh, of course, with your permission. But um, there's nothing more uh, controversial at times than talking about money in the context of church. Yeah. But Jesus talked about it all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, that's it. And yeah. there's uh, things that we miss out on, probably, yep. most definitely, yep. because we don't talk about it enough yep. in these types of topics. Because it's abused by prosperity preachers right. and TV evangelists. And, That's right. you know, if you send in $100 for this vial of holy water from well, yeah. the springs of Bethlehem. But if you want to talk about abuse topics, I mean, look at the topic of healing. And, you know, there are those out there who are quite infamous for abusing the topic. Go ahead, tell us. Mm-hmm. And this is me being you right now, just talking in, you know, general platitudes. Yeah. <laughs> general platitudes. <laughs> Without being too descriptive. Without bringing the Benny Hens into Somewhere the Somewhere in the northern hemisphere, yeah, yeah, and the body's hitting the floor. Yeah. Um, but we still believe but in we healing. We still believe in healing. We still experience healing. We talk about it. We preach about it. We pray so, for people. We, right. So although there are those who build, you know, castles to themselves, and mm-hmm. uh, I just read actually yesterday. Did you read this? I don't know. You Joel Osteen. Me. My man. Joel. Has an annual salary of, it. I believe it was $46 million. <laughs> what? 
I'm not making that number up. That's it? 46 Google million. It. Google it, producer. You know, make yourself contribution. What? Uh, yeah, no. I'm, I'm, and he has a garage with 20-some cars. This is just broken. One day ago. Yeah. Uh, just get the number. Just get the number the for the salary. viral tweet. Uh, he claimed that Joel Osteen pays himself a salary of 54 mil. 54! Uh, <laughs> now, we don't know if it's true, but... He also claimed that it's a series of custom vehicles yeah, that include a Ferrari 458, which reportedly cost 270,000. Mm. Yeah, 54 mil is what this guy is claiming via tweets. God bless Brother Joel. God bless him. God bless them. So, again, the, the discussion is not about them. However, um, that kind of stuff can make us not want to talk about money, mm. right? Right. I, I think um, look, I wasn't. I wasn't even planning on sharing this part. Mm -hmm. This came to me just. And this, this will be probably more conversational today, even than normal. Mm -hmm. So, uh, because this topic does challenge us for some reason. For some reason, let, let's throw this out. At, at the offset, we spiritualize poverty. We think yeah. that uh, poverty is great gain. Mm -hmm. Contentment, godliness with contentment is great gain. Poverty is not to be confused with spirituality. Mm -hmm. um, Remember our guest, Pastor Caleb Adams? Yes. And he did a great series yes. with us he, he probably a year and a half ago now. Yeah. Okay, so 1 Timothy, Paul is writing in 1 Timothy chapter 6, and he says, For the love of money mm -hmm. is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Often misquoted and misapplied to be that money is the root of all evil. Money is not the root of all evil. I, I know the majority of our audience will have that understanding, but yet we treat it like mm -hmm. it is the root of all evil. Yeah. I think it's Rabbi uh, Daniel Lapin that wrote in his book, Thou Shalt Prosper, mm -hmm. the Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what is it? The Ten Commandments to Prosperity here. Mm -hmm. um, that we have a culture that despises success. Mm-hmm. So a businessman that is a success hmm. is despised, criticized, accused of being uh, a shyster, a, a crook, but the same society will worship someone who can throw a, a pigskin down the field hmm. and, and make $30 million for doing it. Oh, 30s cheap nowadays. Right. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. um, man, I, I went through the stats. So someone, someone forwarded me a, a reel of the stats of NBA and N, was it? NBA basketball, yeah. NFL, mm. and NBA. Mm -hmm. the, the ratio of abusive felons oh, boy. that are playing football Okay, but they're not models. They're not role models. Is no, what you're saying? No, it was like 67 percent <laughs> have been charged with abuse. 47 percent have been charged with, uh, mm -hmm. you know, DUIs. What I, I, the, the numbers 
were staggering hmm. with what that they have done. But yet, they're going to look at preachers and churchgoers and all lump us together with mm -hmm. the money hungry. Mm -hmm. and, and, and this is what um, Daniel Lappin was getting at, even with the business community. The point I want to bring out of this is that it's not money that's the problem. It's the love of money that's the problem. Yeah. And I, I can remember in early in my ministry, to, to broach the topic of money was very intimidating mm -hmm. to me as a pastor. Mm -hmm. uh, we are privileged and blessed to have a church. You know everyone's listening right now. Oh, yes. Because they, they don't even know what we're going to talk they're about. They're leaning in. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're blessed with a group of people that give sacrificially. Okay, we don't. Don't beat. you have ushers at the door with guns? And well, that's that's our backup plan. Okay, if, if they don't deliver, that's what we get to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So on round one, yeah, it's a very freebie, right? We, we jovial, we look cheerful like, giver. We look like it's just yes, yeah. Then we bring out the big guns, yeah. literally. But we don't tell people about that. No. Yeah. Okay. That, that's just between us. We'll we'll cut that out. Yeah. Don't yeah. Tell just make me a note, Shh. producer. And we'll cut this out. All right. Uh, Okay. 13 minutes. So you start talking about money. Our people give selflessly. So they're not cheap. Mm -hmm. But whenever I would broach the topic of money, you could feel mm -hmm. uh, a, a, a resistance to it. You could mm -hmm. feel things tightening down. Mm -hmm. I didn't perceive that, 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 that ladies were clutching their handbags, men grabbing their wallets. But yet... I was always baffled by what is this tension that I'm feeling mm -hmm. in this moment? Why? Yep. They're giving people, they're generous people. Yep. Why the resistance, yep. if you will? Yep. It wasn't personal. Yep. And so in prayer one day, it was like Wait, God began to deal with me. You pray? <laughs> I did that time. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, because he knew he had to talk about money, right? So he. Was, I mean, I, I didn't want. I don't want to make it a habit or anything. Okay. But, I was wondering. You know, all right, that, you got to watch that. Yeah. That can eat up a lot of your time if you're not careful. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be productive. <laughs> oh man, this may be controversial for more than one bro, reason. Bro. The ratings are dropping. Lord Keep rolling. Mercy. So you this was is what happens one day. when you record a bunch of episodes back to back. Yes. yes. Yeah, we get a little too frisky. So I'm praying about this, and I really feel like God begins helping me unpack this a mm -hmm. bit. And this is how it came to me. If I get up and I begin teaching about jealousy, then as I'm preaching under the unction of the anointing, we believe that it is a spiritual moment. It's, it's, it's to me, preaching is truly where dominion is established. Mm -hmm. And so the proclamation by an anointed man of an anointed word confronts that sphere, that region, that that uh, spiritually geographical area that he is targeting. So if it's jealousy, he gets resistance from that. If it's covetousness, he gets resistance from that. Maybe even immorality. So I can begin talking about fornication, mm -hmm. teaching against adultery and you get resistance in the spirit world from that demographic hmm. of the spirit world that is pushing back against it because it despises the truth that being that is being presented so are, are you tracking with yes. me as as we as we 
teach different topics, we face that resistance yeah. from that area. Mm -hmm. When you start talking about the love of money, mm -hmm. this, is, this is where it really all synchronized for me. Mm -hmm. At that moment, I am getting resistance from every area of evil. For the root mm -hmm. of it all, for you to be talking about it. The root of it all yep. is a love for money. Yep. So that is why the resistance is oftentimes so intense when we begin talking about it, because we are touching the very root structure of everything evil. If there's an affair that's happened in a, in a marriage, somewhere you mm -hmm. can trace it back down to a love for money. Mm -hmm. If there is... Uh, unfaithfulness, if there is covetousness, if there is murder, mm -hmm. you can trace it down. It may not reveal itself in a in a readily surface past view of the details of the evil act. But somewhere, when you dig deep enough, when you get to the root structure of the act, you do find a love for money. For money, yeah, you do. That is phenomenal. I mean, it's not phenomenal, but. It's interesting that that's why, you know, and I suppose when, when you talk about money, everyone in the audience is dealing with it. They're either on the prosperity end of it, or they're on the need end of it, yeah. or they're somewhere yeah. in that comfortable feeling great yeah. right now. Yeah. And then I'm sure you guys have, and we, producer Randy and I, we are mediocre friends. <clears throat> yeah, that's stretching. So we tend to gab about Cheap this kind of friends. stuff when we're driving or traveling. We gab about money and perspectives about stuff. And no matter who you talk to, everyone has a different perspective yes. on something to do with money. Definitely. It, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and we... Okay, let, let, let me just say it from a leadership pastoral standpoint. I think that we wait. Okay, let, let, let me give you a, a real example. I, I, I know of situations mm -hmm. where church leaders have not handled money properly. That, that's, that, that can happen. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. I don't believe that. It's real quiet right now. Yes, it is. <laughs> Yes. I don't believe necessarily that that disqualifies you from ministry, and I'm, I'm making mm -hmm. general statements now. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure there's exceptions to everything that I just said. Mm -hmm. But I remember one particular case where it was where the statement was made to me, well, at least it was just a problem with money. At least it wasn't a moral problem. <laughs> okay, and I'm trying to process this mm. because... Uh, without a proper understanding of what Paul is writing to Timothy, mm -hmm. you can segregate the two. But with understanding what Paul is saying here, to just kick it down the field as a minor money problem just is money. to ask for a moral problem. Yeah. Mm. It's to ask for the potential of there becoming a greater problem. So as pastors... I think we need to tackle the love of money issue mm -hmm. so that we don't have to deal with fornication, mm -hmm. so that we don't have to deal with adultery. So by preaching and teaching about mm -hmm. all of the individual sectors of it, 
of, of, of evil and managing that. I'm not saying that we don't need to break down and teach those. But in the process mm. of trying to keep the church righteous, mm-hmm. let's not forget to deal with the root. Yes. If we're only dealing with it out here, we're dealing with fruit. Yeah, exactly. Well said. We're dealing with the symptoms of what the true problem is. Mm-hmm. That, does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the money issue is is something that needs to be to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, what what really has has gotten us and 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 we may we may come back and do another episode of, of, about this part of it. We probably have enough content to do four or five episodes. Honestly, uh, yeah. No, honestly, I'm serious. I, I, I don't know if they want to hear that much about it. I, it might surprise you. Yeah. You're always the one that says chime in the comments. Maybe us. It's our turn to say chime <laughs> yeah. in the comments. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff here. A lot of stuff here. Let's well, ju- yeah, let's just say if we used all the analytics would go nuts. <laughs> yeah, I think we should use it all. Spare none. Yeah. Spare none. No. The relationship between economics and redemption mm-hmm. is is undeniable. The concept of redemption is rooted in a business transaction. Yes. You have a debt column and you want to reconcile Mm -hmm. or account for Mm -hmm. the debt that you have. Sin is a debt that is to be accounted for by the atoning process mm-hmm. and redeeming process of applying blood to your life, the blood of Jesus Christ, and it ratifies the debt. You can't even you can't even have a proper understanding of what your soul is worth without a proper understanding of how to handle money. Mm-hmm. This is the convergence of the eternal mm-hmm. and the timely. This is the convergence of resources and redemption. What will a man give in exchange for his own soul? Exactly. If you don't know how to come up with the answer to that, then you'll sell your soul for nothing. That's right. To Hmm. divorce economy from redemption, to divorce currency from converts, to, to divorce this, is to cheapen the value of your own soul. Well, and potentially lose it. Totally. The mm-hmm. devil's after that number. Yes. Because mm-hmm. he knows outside of those that have a proper righteous understanding of money, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those that are pursuant and love money and things, he knows there's a price on their soul, and it's just a matter of me finding it. It might be the next raise. It might be another mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. It might be moving across. It might be taking the career that pulls you from church. It might, whatever it is, mm-hmm. but he knows that it's there. Mm-hmm. And he knows if he sticks around long enough, he'll find it. Uh, last week, and I'm going to give credit where credit is due on this. Pastor Robinson mentioned something when he was preaching for us uh, a couple of weekends ago that is still rattling my cage as it relates to money. Mm-hmm. Scripture says money answereth all Things. What a statement. 
all things. Money answereth all things. Mm -hmm. He said, I've always been troubled by that passage of Scripture because I thought God was the answer for everything. Uh, can money truly answer everything? No, it can't. Mm -hmm. But yet we have the Scripture that says that it does. His interpretation of that Scripture, I have never viewed it that way, is that money answereth everything about me. It answereth all things. Every question mm -hmm. that you have about my life can be answered by looking at how I handle money. Mm -hmm. It is the answer for everything. Have a look look at your money. There's your answer. Right. It mm -hmm. tells you what you value. Mm -hmm. It tells you what you don't value. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? It answers everything. So the idea is not that the Scripture is, well, if you have enough money, it can answer the cancer problem that you have. <laughs> Clearly, it can't. Mm -hmm. Money can't. Money can't fix your marriage problem necessarily. But money can tell us about why you're in the problem. Exactly. That, that is, that's, that's, that's a revelatory that's a look, at look at that passage of Scripture. Mm. Money answereth all things. things. Mm -hmm. All things. There's, um, there's another part of that where you can buy your life decisions and how you spend your money. So you're saying that from the outside, but I'm saying this from internally when you watch yourself and direct yourself and how you handle your money, then that affects everything about your life too. Yes. Right? Yes. And that's why I think these conversations are important. You know, so the number one rule in, in public relations is define or be defined. So I think it's imperative that we talk about this stuff because it's probably not good that, like we said earlier, there is 101 opinions about, you know, or because it's uncomfortable, we avoid talking about it. Yeah. And then there's all of these opinions out there. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk a little, about, a little bit about philanthropy? Yeah. You want, to, you want to go there I, right now? You want to I, do that? I, I think, I think that's, that's an important part of the discussion mm -hmm. because this is something that has been, that, and, and I believe this is why, why God's led us to talk about it with our church, mm -hmm. and it has been backed up by independent voices coming in. I've, I've never seen yes. um, mm -hmm. this little season that we're in yep. um, where different pastors have come in and taught powerfully on money. Um, not knowing that the other guy that was mm -hmm. here just a few weeks ago done the same thing. So this is something that is that 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 I feel like God has has been challenging me as a pastor to help get our church uh, aligned properly. And it's this: it's much easier to get people to buy into sacrifice hmm. than is than it is to get them to buy into blessing. We all want blessing, but we feel weird expressing it. So true. And the first time I heard you say that, it still doesn't make sense to me. Right. You don't want to agree with what you just said. Right. None of Take up your cross and follow him. I, I get that. Yeah. I get that. But we are supposed to live in blessing. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not posturing that you won't have pain, you won't have disappointment, you won't have... See, here we go, having to qualify <laughs> everything. Because we feel like 
if I don't have cancer, I deserve it. Mm-hmm. Surely God's trying to teach me something. Right. It's got to be something. I mean, or, I mean, it's just a matter of time before it all falls apart. And when I do have cancer, it's something I've done. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I can't question it. And no. I can preach. <laughs> yeah. And fill up an altar getting people to sacrifice. Yeah. But that same group of people, if they don't know how to receive blessing, will be out of position mm-hmm. to get the return on the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Okay, God keeps good records. And when he says he won't be a debtor to no man, mm-hmm. that's an accounting expression. Mm-hmm. He keeps detailed records. So our idea that we have to rest out of God a blessing mm-hmm. is false. He knows how to. So with without belaboring this, with reading through litanies of scripture that back up what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Let me just tell you that when he says stuff like in Matthew seven, that ye being evil know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more, how much more shall your father, which is in heaven, give good gifts, (sighs) good things to them that ask him. Yes. Mm -hmm. Ask and it shall be given unto you. Mm -hmm. Seek and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asks, receives. Mm-hmm. I mean, am I missing something here? Mm-hmm. The very same unction. Jesus said that. Yes. Yeah. The very same unction that, that moved on anointed men to write and dictate the Holy Writ and, and, and capture Acts 2.38 and John 1.14 and... Mm-hmm. and is the one that moved on him to record this moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? Man. You know how to give. You need to, you need to get a revelation of this. God knows how to bless you. Yeah. And so he, and he sa- says, ask. Right. And when you ask. So you don't just live hoping to bump into a blessing. Right. Apparently, if you ask for it, you can get it. Right. Okay, and, and, and th- this is key. He know it, it also says in the same setting, and Luke records it as well in Luke chapter 11, that if you ask for bread, he's not going to give you a stone. If you ask for a fish, he's not going to give you a serpent. A serpent. Mm-hmm. If you ask for an egg, he's not going to give you a scorpion. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, 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 could, we could talk a lot about this. Suffice it to say... A surface reading of this would lead you to think that this is about God trying to trick you. So you come to God inquiring sincerely for bread, and he says, I'm going to give him a stone. Yeah. He'll never know the difference. That's not what he's saying. He is speaking here about us as children, and he as our father. And on the spectrum of maturity, we find ourselves in unique positions in our walk with God. You may be at a different level of maturity than what I am at. And so we perceive things from our level of maturity. And when we look at a stone that, in the setting that he's at, can be confused as bread, 
Mm -hmm. I mean, look at the amount of times stones and bread have uniqueness. Even Jesus in the in in the temptation in the wilderness yeah, temptation, right. he said, "How oh, can you make these stones bread?" Yeah. Uh, we think stones, at least from our geographical location, and it doesn't look like bread. But when you're in the Holy Land, you can see these little stones laying around that actually do resemble wafers. Yeah. A, a bread that yeah. that that doesn't have a yeast in it, a flat a flat bread. So what he's saying here is, I'm your father. And if you're asking for bread, looking at a stone, I'm not going to allow you to pick up that stone that you think from your vantage point and perspective is bread. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so just that. You're like, hey, give that to me. Yeah. That's and bread. Well, well he, could, he could give it to you, but when you grabbed it and you found out what you asked you're for was your a stone, <laughs> he's gonna, not going to do that. Right. So he, it's a protection mechanism. In other words, the things that you perceive to be what you need, mm. he's not going to allow you to ingest that mm -hmm. that would hurt you. Well, this is how bad he wants you to ask. Yes. He doesn't want you to ask. You get the stone, and then you say, well, I asked and I got a stone. I'm not going to ask again. Right. He wants you to keep asking. So when you ask, even if it's maybe amiss, he gives you what you need. So that you'll keep asking. Right, because you're on your way home, and he knows he has bread at home. <laughs> right. So it's, it's, uh -huh. it's, it's not this deal of, well, he wouldn't give it to me, and he didn't have no bread, and he was just being stingy. Mm -hmm. No, it's about him manage, helping you and helping me manage my way through perception issues as I grow in grace, grow in faith, mm -hmm. grow in maturity to realize, wow, how many times it just being completely transparent, have you looked back over your life and went, I'm sure glad he didn't give me what I asked for. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At the time, I thought mm -hmm. it was bread. I thought I needed this. At the time, I thought it was fish. Yeah. At the time, I thought it was an egg. But now looking back on it, I realized the danger in what I thought was a blessing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. So that is the guardrails that keeps the child of God from wandering into the weeds of prosperity doctrine, hmm. wandering into, into the weeds of that, of embracing that which would hurt us if we consume it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be blessed so much hmm. that it leads me astray. Yeah. Right? Trying to remember how the scripture goes. Where uh, feed me with food that is convenient with me, mm -hmm. so I, I don't want to be so abundantly blessed that I, I I think I don't need him, but yet I don't want to be in such a a, a position and posture of want mm -hmm. that that I'm bitter about mm -hmm. my lack. Mm -hmm. Just feed me with food that is convenient. Yeah, give me neither poverty nor riches. There it is. Food Can convenient. Read, read that again. Uh, it's Proverbs thirty. Remove from me vanities and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me, lest yeah. I be full and deny thee. Mm -hmm. See, this is what happens. When and say, who is the Lord? Mm. Or lest I be poor and steal and take the name of my God in vain. Right. You don't so, want to be too poor. The, the danger is extremes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no yeah. balance in that. Extremes. Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't want to be rich. Well, you don't want to be poor either. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just equally as dangerous as being uber-wealthy. The reality is, is extremism in any manner mm -hmm. is wrong. Mm -hmm. 
we've we've broached that top that topic before. So when I tell you that God wants to bless you, he uh, he wants to. We don't have to bag it from him. Mm-hmm. We don't have to plead with him. He is our father. And if we know how to good give, give good gifts to our children, being evil, he knows how to do it. Mm-hmm. And I really would just like to help somebody's faith right now over these next few moments as we talk about this concept of a God that is so bountifully blessed, mm-hmm. the cattle on a thousand hills belongs to him. Hmm. It belongs to him. So um, let's talk about philanthropy for a little bit. Mm-hmm. According to... Um, I totally did not Google that word when you were preaching about it. You didn't? No. Full disclosure, I didn't know what that was. How do you pronounce it? Is it philanthropy? Philanthropy. Dig out Philanthropist. Your, dig it out on your phone. Is it Schuyler or is it Schuyler? That's right on their website. Uh, I don't know if I can get this. A philanthropist. Just put it Give me a second. Give me a second. We're, we're, we're unscripted today, guys. We're unscripted, but here it comes. Philanthropy. No, oh, I didn't go through. I didn't go through. Here, let me just bring it up here. Old school. Philanthropy. So it's philanthropy. Philanthropy. So it's a philanthropist? Philanth- philanthropist, yes. La, la, philanthropist. La, 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 la. Say that five times. Yeah, philanthropist. Yes, 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 that's it. Okay. Is, is defined as the desi- philanthropy is defined as the desire to promote the welfare of others. Yes. Expressed especially by the generous donation of money to good causes. Okay. Hmm. Uh, according to just some brief history, I'll just throw out some fun facts here. Um, Carnegie. It goes down in, in, in history as one of the richest men. Dale? Is it Dale or Andrew? Andrew? I don't remember. Andrew Carnegie, I think. Mm-hmm. Andrew. Uh, yes, it is. Is it Andrew Carnegie? Andrew. Okay. Mm-hmm. He amassed, according to what I read, uh, he, he, was, he, was, he was over the steel, the, the burgeoning U.S. steel industry. And he amassed, if it was in 2007 dollars, so I don't know what it would be today. Double or triple. <laughs> 298.3 billion dollars is what his worth hmm. was. Okay? He's a Scottish immigrant, and he spent the last 20 years of his life giving away over 90% of his wealth. What's 90% of 298.3 billion? Yeah. Ninety percent of two hundred and fifty. What's the two hundred and ninety-eight? Two hundred ninety-eight point three billion. How much money do you give away? Point three divided by over twenty years. It's ninety uh, percent. That's two hundred sixty-four forty-two. He gave away two hundred sixty-four billion dollars. How much is that a year over twenty years? Thirteen and some. Thirteen point two two. Thirteen point two two billion dollars. How much a day? You know oh we're my. going there. Yeah. Oh, well, it's 0.037, so. Mm. Of a billion. No. Yeah. Yeah, of a 13.2 a year. 13.2. Well, we are number crunching today. 
while they're working on that number, he he donated to my Apple establishing calculator won't even go universities. That yeah, uh, three thousand, like thirty-seven thousand a day. Is that what it equals? Thirty-seven. I think it would be more than that. Probably three hundred and seventy. Because we're still chopping up thirteen billion, right? I'm in millions. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your yes. your calculator won't go that yeah. far on Apple. That's right. Working in millions. <laughs> They're putting constraints on this. He gave seven thousand church organs, three built three thousand free public libraries. Well, I mean, he built Carnegie Hall. Carnegie Hall is his most famous. Yeah, that's the most famous one. Yep. Yeah. So, you and I could sit here, and 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 we can appreciate someone sending us. <clears throat> two pounds of coffee right for my birthday in 2012 carnegie hall was estimated to be worth 1.2 billion in 2012 <laughs> wow think about that one building wow hmm. so i i can appreciate a, a free ticket to an event at carnegie hall mm-hmm. i can appreciate a pound of coffee for my birthday. Mm. I can appreciate. We get. We all know that feeling we get mm-hmm. by acquiring something we oh, desire, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Whether it be a new vehicle, new to you, or brand new, new golf club. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never had that feeling, but you never. You it's know. a similar feeling. Is it? Mm-hmm. It's like the feeling you get when you get a new fishing rod. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I just got him. Oh, oh, oh. But I, oh. That's a good feeling. <laughs> Woo, he's reeling now, boys. A new Bible? Yeah. How about there that? It is. There, there it is. A new tie, a new suit, new purse. Mm-hmm. You know that yep. feeling you get. Now, now it, it, it depends on how long you waited for it, how long that feeling lasts. But there is that whole... That's right. What do they call it? Retail therapy? You're I'm more of an impulse buyer, so. Endorphins. Yes. Are you Endorphins? really? No, I'm not. You're not an impulse buyer? He is the no. antithesis of an impulse buyer. <laughs> okay. He is like the wet blanket on buying anything if you've ever been shopping with him. Yeah. Okay. He's the analytical. Yeah, if he can yeah get but there's still something cheaper. that he wants. Oh, yeah. And when he does get so. it. And when hey, he gets I it. I actually experienced this. So. He gets the lift. We had a, just side note, him and the... Um, the antler chaser yes. were at my home when they received a parcel <laughs> of hunting garments. Hunting clothes. Oh, okay. And they literally were over sequestered in the corner with this box of camouflage clothing. Like, what are you guys doing over there? Is there something yeah. over there I need to see? And I went over and was like, oh, you, oh okay. Yeah, I'd wait quite Come back that. over with the rest of us and enjoy the evening. <laughs> but yeah, he, yeah, everybody gets it with something. Yeah. yeah. But we get it. Because of our economic status, mm-hmm. we get it by the acquisition of things. Yeah, yeah. That's how you get it. Mm-hmm. Receiving a gift, making a purchase. Mm-hmm. We got it with the new studio. We get mm-hmm. it with the new camera. We get mm-hmm. it with the new microphone. We get, mm-hmm. we get it. The new computer, the new phone. And it, and it just does something for us. Okay, it may be short lived, but while it lasts, we enjoy it. How? This is a legit question. How does Andrew Carnegie, if he's alive in this day and it's 2007, 
and he's worth $298 billion. What does that man do to get that kind of a lift? How does he experience that? Interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is it by building another $1.2 billion Carnegie Hall? Is it by renovating that one? Is it by tearing down? How does Bill Gates get that good feeling? It's true. How does he do it? I mean, mm. have you ever have you ever looked at pictures of his home in Seattle, Washington? Mm. It's 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 stupendously luxurious. Mm -hmm. So right. he's he's going to tear it down and build another one. He's got these ranches and he's got another yacht. He's going to buy more land. He right? has what he wants. There is a certain threshold of wealth that when you cross it, mm -hmm. this is the whole point of being a philanthropist. Mm -hmm. When you cross it, that threshold you no longer get that feeling by acquiring things. Mm -hmm. You get that feeling by giving things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, the kingdom of God is an upside-down approach to all of these things that we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. But it gets this. It is more blessed mm -hmm. to give than, mm -hmm. than it is to receive. Yep. So you have to be in a position a blessing mm -hmm. with a true kingdom mindset to understand that the acquisition is not what gives me that, oh man, that, that felt good, but it is the giving of something. So mm -hmm. these, these, the Andrew Carnegie's of the world, the Bill Gates of the world, the Jeff Bezos of the world, the Elon Musk's of the world, by the way, he tweeted something the other day that was brilliant. He, what was it? He said, I have purchased, I'm the only man in the world that has purchased a $44 billion nonprofit business. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> that was great. A $44 billion nonprofit business. What, what are you going to do with Elon Musk? That's why when, when people read things about him, he sleeps on a cot in the warehouse, often stays at the Tesla manufacturing plant. Or at Twitter headquarters, mm. or what, what? 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 How do you impress a man like that that has wealth like that? The idea that you and 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 there's very literal applications to what I'm saying right now. I believe that the kingdom of God is supposed to benefit from the wealth of the wicked. Hmm. Wow. Hear it now. There. We know, and we often quote this one, mm -hmm. Proverbs 13 and 22, mm -hmm. a good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children, mm -hmm. and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. The Amplified says it this way, a good man leaves an inheritance of moral stability and goodness to his children's children. That is, that's, that's transgenerational. Mm -hmm. And the wealth of the sinner finds, uh, its, way. finds its way eventually, eventually. I love it. into, into the into of, into the hands of the righteous, for whom it was laid up. The reason they have it is, for the is to give it. Mm. Okay? Mm. I've had conversations with Bishop Lambeth about it, different missionaries. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to steal his thunder and give some of his stories. They've experienced some mm -hmm. of this. They've experienced it. We have experienced it here locally on a small level, but I, I think we need to open our eyes and 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 
Hey, if there's some multi-billionaire that stumbles across our episode Man, today. Let us be the first to ask. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. The the need and the source need to be connected. Mm-hmm. The philanthropist can't get it by a new uh, get that feeling from a new Rolls Royce or a new custom suit. He gets it by finding a need and meeting the need. Mm-hmm. That is what gives him the same feeling that the new pair of shoes gives you, because mm-hmm. he's operating on a different level. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ecclesiastes. 2 and 26. Can you read that? Yes, I can. Ecclesiastes 2 2 and 26. KJV or Amplified? I'll go KJV. KJV. It says, For God giveth to a man that is good in his sight wisdom and knowledge and joy. So he gives... Those that please him, wisdom, knowledge, and joy. Mm -hmm. But to the sinner, he giveth travail to gather and to heap up that he may give to him that is good before God. Uh, I want to read it in another translation, the NET. For to the one who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and joy. Mm -hmm. But to the sinner, he gives the task of amassing wealth only to give it to the one who pleases God. This task of the wicked is futile, like chasing the wind. So to the man that pleases God, God gives him Mm -hmm. wisdom, knowledge, joy. To the sinner, he gives a job. He assigns him a task and says, I want you to amass wealth, Hmm. And then give it to the one who pleases me. I'm giving the one who pleases me wisdom, knowledge, and joy. You're giving them wealth. Yeah. This is something that I believe that the kingdom of God needs to have the... We need to have the proper outlook on this. And Mm -hmm. we need to ask God to help us network with the right people. And when we approach them, we need to realize we're not backing up to them, begging and pleading from them that they would give us something like it's a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. We need to understand that they're looking for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's the only way mm-hmm. they can. Tr- the new Ford pickup won't do it. No. Oh. The new float plane won't do it. The private jet won't do it. The yacht won't do it. But them being able to give to someone that they've bought into the need. Think of how many missions Andrew Carnegie could help. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. And it'd be nothing. Nothing. But joy for him. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Let's lay it up. Well, these guys get into positions where they have to give away, you know. Yeah. When you talk about trusts and those types of things. They, they have to give away a certain amount every year. What a problem to have. <laughs> so I just want to, I, 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 we're probably getting close to the time that we need to yep. land this thing. Mm-hmm. My God is not poor. He's not broke. He has not filed Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. Mm-hmm. The cattle on a thousand hills. Think about this. He doesn't even count his cattle. He right. has so many cattle. He counts 
the hills that they're on. Mm -hmm. The cattle on a thousand hills belongs to him. What is that God going to do to get that feeling? Create another world, another planet, mm -hmm. another billion stars, another Grand Canyon? No, he knows how to give good gifts. And in the same way, I'm telling you, we're not serving a stingy God. We're not serving a cheap God. We're not serving a God that wants to see how much he can run us through. We're serving a God that will take a Job and bless him and run him through a trial, but bless his latter end to make the blessing in the former pale when compared mm -hmm. to how he blessed him in the end. My God is not limitless. Is not limited, rather. He's limitless. He is not finite. He is infinite. He is the owner of it all. And we're his children. And if I know how to give a guitar pick to my son, because he enjoys playing a guitar, mm -hmm. and, and I know how to bless my son with something that won't hurt him, do you think that God doesn't know how to do it? I'm telling you that your, your approach to this needs to change. You need to be able to give sacrificially, yeah, and you need to be exactly. willing to do it. Mm -hmm. But you also need to be able to respond to the fact that God will bless you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. He is a philanthropic God. And he, he, he's not borrowing from anybody else to mm -hmm. try to come up with the solution to your need. Oh, for sure you've said it. He owns, he doesn't count by the cattle, he counts mm -hmm. by the hills. Yes. Right. So why wouldn't All you ask? All of the gold is his. Is, it's his. It's his. Yeah. Anyway. The whole message of today is we need to ask for more stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And accept it when he goes, no, that's not bread, that's a stone. Yeah. Paul, that's not a thorn, that's a blessing. <laughs> Oof. Mm -hmm. Trust him when he says that. That's not denial. It's just, it's, it's just, you got to understand that there's a blessing in what that is. So I'm not going to take it because what you're asking for is a blessing, and that is a blessing. Mm -hmm. So I've blessed you with an abundance of revelation. I'm going to leave the thorn because I know you're enjoying the blessing. And without the thorn, you can't have the blessing. He knows how to give good gifts to his children. Ask him, and he'll give it to you.